I would also price out a new kitchen because the stuff that they're giving you, not necessarily they, but not everybody, I'm sure, like ours were an upgraded package. And they're, I mean, it may look nicer and be more functional, but it's shit quality. Like my doors are falling off, the trim is peeling, like it's not nice. Welcome, welcome to episode 85 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. We are your hosts, Ariel Cormendi and Adrian Trott, my trusty what's up, partner. What's up, what's up? This is a quick um, one. You you got a busy day. We got uh, offers coming in on a property, uh, right? It's it's very 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 busy today. Uh, but we have an important topic, one that a lot of our clients and followers have been approaching us with, and speaking specifically to people that have purchased new homes from new builders, new home builders. And a lot of, was that funny? Buy new homes from new home builders. It's just a little bit redundant. That's okay. I'm just continue on with your explanation of the topic. This is what I got to put up with all the time. So the, the questions we get quite often are quite a, we got quite a few questions about new homes. Um, are there, should I have a home inspection? You did. Uh, I didn't. You did. What are the best upgrades to purchase with the builder? And what should I spend money on in terms of upgrades or features in the house after I get the keys? Those are three very, very common, uh, general common questions. Do I need a home inspection? Where where do I spend the money with the builder in terms of upgrades? And is there anything I should spend the money on uh, after closing? And one thing I'll just jump in really quick to recommend, anyone that's bought a new house needs to plan ahead for the sale um, and get somebody, get a real estate agent selected and involved right away. Like we've got a handful of people closing in December, January, February already that we've been talking to for months. So yeah. we're able to keep keep them on top of the market so they know what's going on. They have realistic expectations. If we need to pull the trigger sooner than later, we can. Um, the last thing you want, and we get this often, is somebody calling us saying, hey, I close in 30 days on my new house. Can you come and list it for sale? And and uh, we see both list sides. My, of, my current house for sale, sorry. Yeah, we, we see both sides of the equation. We see people that are planning a year, a year and a half away. Yeah. Uh, like. You know, they, they purchase the new build and we get the call right away. Um, yeah. Oftentimes we get the call to even help them review the contract and get their get our opinion on price and, and uh, elevation upgrades and things like that. But then we see the opposite where people are like, oh shit, we close in 60 days or 90 days for our new home. Uh, we better find an agent. Uh, to to get our home on the market, and I think part of that is people just believe that the market is is so good in the GTA that their home is going to sell quickly, and they don't understand. Sometimes you know they think, oh, I'm just going to call somebody, and tomorrow or later this week the house will be on the market. Well, it doesn't happen like that, and and that's certainly not a way to command top dollar for for your home. So, so that's a good point, a valid point. Um, 
So let's talk about these three areas real quick, um, or these three subtopics real quick. Um, home inspection. So you mentioned I got one done, you didn't. So, so there. So yeah, just so people understand, because I think a lot of people don't even think about it or know or that it's an option. But home inspections are obviously uh, commonplace with resale. So when you buy a house, you haven't inspected prior to firming up on the deal in most cases. Um, but new construction, most people don't think of it because they assume everything's fine. But you have that Terion warranty, and that's the reason for the inspections to make sure that anything you can get done uh, under warranty through the builder before it becomes your cost needs to be caught as soon as possible. Yeah, and you know, there's there's something to be said about having a professional set of eyes, uh, second set of eyes to look at look at the house inside and out. And in in the home inspection that I had for my home, um, there was a couple of things identified that I probably would have overlooked or missed myself. Uh, one of which was inadequate insulation. I remember and, that one. That yeah, stood out in my mind. In the um, in the very front of my home, in one of the bedrooms, and even when I popped my head up there, I probably wouldn't have and just identified. Just to clarify, your, sorry, I don't know if you actually said it, but in, inadequate insulation in the attic. Correct. Right. Um, I I probably would have missed uh, that. What are you having a, another Zoom meeting with somebody else? <laughs> no, it's a call coming in. Um, I probably would have missed that on my own, not because I would not go up into the attic, but I probably wouldn't have identif- been able to identify that in that one specific corner, it was inadequate. So imagine, you know, you've got several inches less of insulation in one spot and it was probably during construction um, and the way it was blown in that it, it was just done real quickly or there was yeah. a gust of wind. that Well, just and most some. people have no idea how much insulation is supposed to be up there. So even if they went up there and it looked evenly spread everywhere, they wouldn't know if you're supposed to have eight inches or 16 inches. So they may right. not know to question it. And, um, and then, you know, you have the thermal readings. So, so it was, uh, uh, we were able to identify that in certain pockets in the attic. So even where there was adequate insulation, there were a few pockets. So I don't know what happened during construction, but uh, there were areas where um, there was heat loss. So, um, so yeah, so I, it was on my 30-day carry-on uh, warranty and the builder came in and uh, blew in some more insulation and they actually then topped it up to over what it was supposed to be so so I got um, a little bit extra insulation that um, uh, from that um, the which other, in itself paid for the inspection yeah I would say so um, and then a lot of little things uh, specifically there was some uh, grading issues uh, one of the um, uh, eaves troughs were um, not properly secured. Would that happen to um, be the the one that? Oh, that's the downspout now that keeps falling down at the side of our yeah, house. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, Got to get somebody in to fix that. That's for sure. Um, 
So, you know, little things for sure that, that, that came up through it, that, um, you know, peace of mind, you're still spending lots of money, even though it's a new home. Um, you know, there's different contractors, different, somebody can have a bad day, right? Like, and, and all of a sudden they're, they're blown in your insulation. They just want to go home on a Friday and, uh, they miss a spot. Well, you, you know, after your 30 days, um, certainly after your one year, good luck in making any claims with the builder. Right. So for 500 bucks, uh, on average, uh, it's, it's not a bad investment and you get a report and with that report, it makes it much easier to fill out your, uh, Terry on warranty. So in retrospect, would you, if you were buying a new home now, like, why didn't you do one? I don't know that I even thought of it. I, I feel like I did my own inspection. Um, at this time we were not in real estate. Um, so I wasn't really, I didn't even know it was something to consider. I just did my own inspection. I made all my own notes. I don't believe that I even went into the attic at that time. But anyways, um, I, I hadn't really considered it as an option. Then you told me you were getting it done. And that's what prompted me to say, oh, well, I didn't even know to consider that as something that people would do. And that's why I said that. I, I don't think there, I think there's tons of people that probably wouldn't even consider that there's companies out there that specialize in this. And they even, you know, they, they, they have their resale inspections and they have their new construction home inspections. They are different. They're looking for dirt, different things and specifically things that would be covered uh, under the carry on warranty. Yep. And, and again, that's, I think that's the key to it is that somebody that knows, okay, you can claim this, 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 and this on your carry on, um, why not have it completed, right? Like it's right. It, it would not make sense to go on with owning the home and have warrantyable. Is that a word? Warrantyable. Warrantyable. I think so. Um, warrantable. Yeah, war- warrantable. 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 Yes, warrantable items <laughs> uh, within within the home and not claim them, right? So. It's like, uh, you know, you own a, a brand new car and the, uh, the side mirror doesn't work. You're not going to take it back to the dealer and get it fixed? Of course. Right. So Yeah. You should take advantage of the warranties that are there for you. They've been paid for and you paid, you paid for them in the cost. So you yep. may as well yep. utilize you pay, them. You pay for that tearing on warranty registration. So uh, spend the extra 500 bucks or so and get a home inspection. It's going to be a good return on your investment and if it isn't then at least you got the peace of mind that you got a well-built house yeah i think the two things that i i just want to say quick for uh new construction for new home owners especially uh one nail pops personally leave them alone don't put them on your warranty all they're going to do is come in slap some plaster on it leave never show up again so you're going to have all these marks of plaster splatter on the wall that you're going to have to sand down probably re-add more plaster to smooth it out and then paint. So just leave it either get a professional paint in the house, paint the house yourself, do it all of that time, but don't waste your time with doing that under warranty. The other thing is um, foundations. I imagine uh, builders get a lot of phone calls from people saying that their basement's leaking when it's actually just uh, wicking water out of the concrete because it hasn't quite um, dried. 
So yeah. when I when I got mine, I would occasionally over the first couple of months, I suppose, I suppose maybe a uh, few weeks, anyways, uh, we'd find uh, puddles of water on the floor. I mean, and then eventually it subsided and it was fine. Um, but it does take a little while for that to go away. Yeah, is often it's normal. Not to say you shouldn't have it looked at or bring it to their attention, but I wouldn't get concerned about it. Yeah, you just, it's one of those monitor things, right? Like you 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 identify it and then monitor it. Um, yes. and uh that's, that's quite common. Same thing with cracks in the uh, basement floor and the uh garage floor. That's going to happen as the house settles. In fact, a lot of people will tell you that you want it to crack um marginally, right? Like obviously you don't want big gaping holes or or uh big um um spaces but um you you want the concrete to move right. and crack a little bit to to settle properly otherwise it's going to put pressure on your um uh exterior walls and your exterior foundation which could result in um uh even even more damage right so um you know most builders are pretty cooperative now if you do uh have things you need to claim on um they they are being pretty diligent because now they uh they want to get their uh customer service ratings higher and their reviews That's huge now their reviews better uh like you know even JD Power and Consumer Reports and uh Terion they all have their rating systems for these builders so they uh they want to have a uh a good name and uphold a, a good good brand uh, yeah. So, so they are pretty good with them. Well, and you should be critical of it because it's a big expense, and you know they are slapping them together pretty quick. Yeah. So, and it's especially, <laughs> especially right large, now. Yeah, and these larger companies, you know, as m- many of them do a great job, you know, they're managing huge crews and lots of sub trades, and and uh, there's a lot of people involved. So, uh, there's so many variables that can go into that do go into uh, the the construction of the house that. Um, you know, you owe it to yourself to do your due diligence and making sure that everything's okay. All right. Moving on to what, let's just pick like the top few things. And this is something that we've talked about for the last 10 years. Uh, the, you know, the upgrades that will give you a return and they won't, but it's, the upgrades change now over time options change and um value potentially on certain things change uh, so so if you're buying a new home or for anybody that's buying a new home what would you recommend as your top 5 things that you would spend money on with the builder in terms of upgrading um i would say anything structural or anything that involves um the configuration of rooms and location of walls and things like that. Um, you know, like having a larger ensuite upstairs. Um, it's much easier to renovate a larger ensuite than it is to make a larger ensuite. Um, hard so just rhyme them, off. rhyme them off. Five things. Okay. Bigger ensuite. As long okay. as you're not sacrificing something, I wouldn't push the laundry to the basement to get a bigger ensuite. Number two. Number two. Uh, I think it's pretty standard now, but oak or maple solid hard, hardwood stairs. 
Number three, again, I think it's pretty standard, but um, if for some reason you're with an old school builder doing eight foot ceilings, bump them up at least 12 inches. I don't know that there's a huge need to go to 10, although it is becoming more common now. You know, I have people that go into houses with nine foot ceilings and they're like, wow, are these 10 foot ceilings? So um, at least nine foot ceiling. Okay, that's it. Number four. You, you said, I thought you said three. Did you say five. four? I said five. five. Oh, shit. Um, flooring in areas such as kitchens and bathrooms where you have vanities and stuff like that. I think it's nice to have the entire floor done the way you want before they put the, the vanity and the kitchen cabinets in. I mean, if you're tearing the kitchen out, it doesn't really matter. You can upgrade it later, but most people aren't. Uh, so I think it's nice to have that done in advance. So you have the consistent floor throughout. Um, there's not a whole lot I would do through the builder anymore. All right. Here's my top five things that I think somebody should consider if they're buying a new home. Um, top five upgrades, new home builders. Number one, ceiling height. I disagree with you. I think you need to go as high as possible on all floors, including the basement. So if you have an option to upgrade your ceiling height to nine or 10 or 11 or 12 feet, go as high as they'll let you and do it on all floors of the home. Number two. Keep I in mind that's extra, extra space you gotta heat. At some yeah, point it becomes well, excessive. It's like- if, if you're buying a home that they allow you to do 10, 11 or 12 foot high ceilings, you can afford the extra 50 to $100 a month in uh, utility costs by having them. Get a ceiling um, fan. Right, exactly. And good window coverings or a UV tint on your, on your windows. Um, number two. Number two, tile upgrades. Uh, because where tile is laid, it becomes very very time consuming and potentially costly to chip up all that tile and then have new tile laid down in the future. Um, so pick something nice, uh, pick something that has grout that is either not going to be getting very dirty or show that it's getting very dirty or make sure you seal that grout very well, but upgrade the tiles because you can do that at a rel relatively inexpensive cost. And be picky about the grout. There's, I find in my house, there's some areas I should have complained about. Yep. They did a shitty job with the grout. I agree. Uh, number three, I agree with you with the stairs. Um, while most builders are providing hardwood stairs, even something as simple as the color of the stain, um, the pickets, the handrails, it's much, much more um, effective and uh, um, not only cost effective, but time uh, consuming to, to do it after the fact. So uh, that's a good area to look at spending money. If you are not tearing out the kitchen and doing something custom, upgrade the cabinetry a little bit, right? Like uh, the, the basic stuff that builders provide, you know, they're really not providing something that you probably want. <laughs> Uh, so getting the door faces with a little extra trim or having corner angle cabinets, uh, valences, things like that, 
usually those packages come at a very reasonable cost if you were to compare you know doing it after the fact which oftentimes you won't even be able to do extending one thing i would keep in mind is i would also price out a new kitchen because the stuff that they're giving you not i say they but not everybody i'm sure like ours were an upgraded package and they're i mean it may look nicer and be more functional but it's shit quality like my doors are falling off the trim is peeling like it's not nice yeah, no, a lot of the basics, especially in the cheaper builds, right? Like, yes. I won't man- mention any uh, uh, builder names, but there are builders that strategically price their home lower uh, yes. by offering cheaper materials uh, within the home and the construction of the home. So, so you got to kind of keep that in mind. Uh, but I agree. I mean, my, my kitchen cabinets, uh, uh, which are now 10 years old, so natural, it's going to have some uh, wear and tear, but, uh, they're certainly not of high quality. Um, so keep that in mind when you're, when you're going to their design centers and things like that. Um, was that number three or four? Number three. three. So number four, this is something I wouldn't have done five to 10 years ago, but now knowing what I know in terms of what buyer demands are and living in a home that has siding, I would look at options for upgrading to a brick uh, elevation where it eliminates most or all of the siding. Um, See, I disagree. It's debatable. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm saying it's debatable, right? <laughs> it depends on the, it depends on the cost. Uh, yeah. But I have dealt with a lot of buyers in the past that uh, are very old school and don't want siding. I think the siding that, you know, is on our homes, it looks nice. Uh, it's very easy maintenance. It's easy to replace if need be. Uh, but I do notice that the uh, retention of uh, whatever temperature is inside the home fluctuates much greater because my home is brick on the first floor and then siding on the second floor. And I do notice the, um, uh, the difference in terms of how the temperature is retained uh, over the second floor. And uh, of course, that especially becomes important in the summer where you're trying to cool down that very top uh, floor. Um, yeah. So depending on the cost, um, I, I and would the, have and the type of house too. I mean, there's certain houses where it may be offered where it's not common to see it on it, like yes. a higher end home, perhaps. So you get you have to keep in mind what you're buying, the type of neighborhood you're buying, and the type of expectations people have yeah. for those homes. Well, yeah, and a townhome, as an example, certainly if you're attached from both sides, but any kind of townhome, I wouldn't upgrade the elevation at no. all. I would no. I would just take whatever the the, the cheapest option would be. Yes, um, from a resale perspective, like you're not going to get that money back. Right. Well, even from your own satisfaction of of what I was just talking about, you know, if you're protected on one side or both sides, uh, it, it becomes less uh, less important. Uh, right. But a detached home, um, you know, might be a little bit different. Um, and then the last thing uh, you you hit the nail on the head is uh, configurations of bathrooms. So specifically adding that second sink in or um, enlarging the size of the bathroom, especially in the master bath. The master bath, are you regretting that you didn't do that now, by the way? Because I was was bugging you about that for the first few years. 
Yeah, um, I'm not because in my house it would have sacrificed upstairs uh, laundry. I don't know if it was laundry or what it was. It was I think it was a combination of closet, laundry, and bedroom. Just everything was a bit smaller, and uh, a bedroom being one of the second, the second or third bedroom. Uh, and those bedrooms are already small as it is, I would say. So I didn't want to sacrifice that. Yeah. Um, so so there you go. I mean, uh, the, the the unchangeable things are always what need to be focused on, right? Like, what can you not do after closing? And what can you not do uh, for less, potentially? Like, somebody was right. asking me, one of our clients has a new home being built in Oakville. And she was asking if it's worth it to do the uh, waffle ceilings or coffered, however, whatever you want to call it, in the um, living room, dining room, and then also the um, uh, smooth ceilings. You know, and so for certain things like the the waffle ceiling, the cost through the builder compared to what the cost would be for bringing a bringing a carpenter in and, and starting it all from scratch and having to then refinish the ceiling and all that it it would have been the same or even more to do it after the fact uh, the one variable i think that's nice about doing it after with that stuff is selection i think yeah, you're more maybe. involved than you might have better choice of trim and depth and size and stuff like that perhaps the ceilings for sure different. The smooth ceilings, for sure. Smooth, smooth ceilings, 100%. I, I wouldn't even get quotes on doing it after. Just Not have the so. builder do it because then yeah. you got to remember, anything that you're doing with the builder also becomes warrantable. Um, so if the, uh, you know, if, if the joints in the ceiling are now pulling apart a little bit and you've got some issues in that smooth ceiling that you just got, yeah. Um, you put it on your Terry on warranty. You do yes. it after the fact, um, you know, so sad, so bad. That's what's going to happen as, as, as time goes on, there's, there's potentially nail pops and things that are going to happen, well, right? Something so. like that. I think, I think it's actually cheaper in many cases to do it in advance through the sure. builder. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a big process to do it. After yeah. the fact is you got to scrape it down properly and then you got to smooth it out and finish, refinish it and then repaint it. So, yeah, uh, it's not an easy process. So, um, so there you go. Uh, there's some tips for those of you that are buying a, uh, new home, uh, in episode 86, we are going to go on to talk about, um, what part you can two. do. Yeah. Part two, two. you're going to, we're going to talk about what you can do after you get the keys to the home. Um, some tips on what you should do to increase the value of your home. And um, I've got a few few things that uh, I'd love to talk about in, in that um, because we see tons of resale homes all the time and we walk into some of them and it's like, well, you got to do this, this and this and this to sell it. And then they do it and then they're like, yeah. Oh man, we should have done this years ago. Yeah, and we do hear it, that all do the time. Do it right away and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so anyways, uh, the market is doing very, very well. Uh, the team is super, super busy. No signs of any kind of decline. So whatever CMHC's uh, forecast was a few weeks ago has gone to the shit because 
if they think that home prices are going to decline uh, 9 to 18% or whatever that ridiculous number was, uh, I don't know, since they, since they made that announcement, uh, the prices have shot up about three, four percent. I think they just shot. Words. They just shot themselves in the foot because they made their criteria to get approved harder, but the other companies didn't follow suit. That's right. Genworth so. is probably going to rake it in uh, oh, and take sure. some of that extra business away. So, um, anyways, nice seeing you. Thank you for those of you that have been listening and watching. Uh, we appreciate uh, you continuing to follow us on these podcasts. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and have the notifications on so you'll know when part two of this podcast comes up, episode 86. And if you're listening on any of the uh, podcast stream, streaming, stream, streaming services, streaming services, <laughs> make sure that you uh, uh, give us a thumbs up and give us a follow everywhere. Uh, we appreciate it. And um, that's it for now. Good luck in your offer presentation. Let me know how it goes. Well, come on. I know. It goes without saying, if Ariel is negotiating the sale, you should call me. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't often pick up my phone, so they might be getting you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Have a All good right. day, everybody. Have a good week. Uh, Monday, June the 29th. Man, we're into July next week. Isn't that crazy? I thought you were talking about today, your your week ahead. Yes, 29th next week. It is yes. flying by. It's summer. It's officially summer. Oh, wow, this is I, getting this is getting posted a, on the 29th. That's where I'm going a, with that, right? Oh, that's like, right. I had a I had a blog to post, spring blog. I guess I'll have to wait until next year. Yeah. Well, uh, it is kind of the spring market because we were on hiatus for three months there, but uh yeah. um, things things are certainly uh heating up and, and looking good. So, Anyways, good luck with your offer presentation. Thank Thanks for listening, everybody. Episode yeah, 85. See you next week.